0: The Titans get their most important win of the season, but they also lose their best player. This is the Titans 10, we're talking that and much more, let's go! Welcome in to the Titans 10 for Tuesday, November 2nd. Welcome to the month of November, folks, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Easton Freeze, a broadcaster and writer with Broadway Sports Media and the 440 Podcast Network. Apologies for last week. At the end of the week, we didn't have a Friday episode. That's because, just to let you in on a little personal news, I was busy this weekend getting engaged. So that's exciting. Uh, Going to be doing the whole wedding planning thing for the next week year or so, you know, just to let you in a little bit behind the curtain, that's where I'm at right now, but we're back this week and probably a bigger dose of the Titans 10 than usual, we've got a bit of a different week with all of the news that has come out since Sunday's game, you know, Tuesdays we typically focus just on recapping the game from the weekend, but we're going to do things a little different because of the Henry news that broke obviously since the game, as well as the trade deadline and some personnel moves, I'm thinking we're going to have probably this Tuesday episode and then potentially a Thursday afternoon episode as well as a Saturday morning episode because there's just going to be so much to get to this week. So many things in terms of news and questions to answer regarding the Titans. So that's what the plan is as of now. Today we're going to focus primarily on some sound bites from the post game pressers in the postgame pressers segment listening to coaches and players some things they've had to say in the last couple of days. We'll touch on the Henry news, though. I know Titans fans at this point, you've heard every angle possible on this story. I don't want to get too much into the nitty gritty of that story in today's show. I'd rather talk more about what I think the impact it has on this team, what the rest of their outlook this season looks like, the rest of the regular season likely being without Henry, what it's going to look like, what their opponents coming up are going to mean for them in terms of... What they could finish as seeding wise this season, what the division looks like, all of that good stuff. We will touch on Sunday's game just a bit in the first segment, but we'll do a little weekly recap, talk about the Henry news, do some post game pressers, and then move into the quick hits as always to round out the day. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you, as always, if you are listening to The Titans 10 this episode on the football and other F words feed, which I know is a lot of you still Please stop what you're doing. Go to the description of this podcast right now There is a link or just go to the search option in your favorite podcast platform Look up the Titans 10 feed subscribe to that feed and listen over there instead It will be very helpful to me. So please go do that right now. If you aren't already. Thank you for that All right now Let's move into the weekly recap for Week 8. Well, the Titans got the win on Sunday in what was a wild and ugly divisional matchup, beating the Colts 34-31 in overtime. They now take a three-game lead in the division that's really a -a three-and-a-half-game lead, considering they swept the Colts this year in both divisional matchups, and so the Colts would have to finish a whole game better than the Titans in order to win the division. The Titans moved to six and two on the year. Now we've been talking about this defining stretch of football that the Titans have been playing these last three weeks. The four-game stretch of Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams is what we've said was going to really make or break their season. And three games into that stretch, they are three and zero. Despite being an underdog in all three games, they've done really, really well for themselves. We said coming in that two and two would be the baseline expectation for this team and considering they're at 3-0 pending the fourth game this weekend you can't chalk that up to anything but a win for this Titans team that has done it despite a number of injuries and facing really challenging teams now the importance of this victory the against the Colts on Sunday can't be overstated at this point considering what we know now about the Derrick Henry situation and his injury which we'll get more into here in a moment, but. We knew coming into the game, regardless of Henry's status for the rest of the season, that this game was going to be massive because if they won, which they did, they'd take that stranglehold of the division and the AFC South would be pretty much wrapped up before November, which it is. If they had lost that game, the Colts would just be one game back and they would have split the season series one and one with the Titans, and so the division very much would be up for grabs. and. Considering Henry's status this morning, the Colts would be feeling really good about themselves. But the Titans got the job done, and now that we know what we know about Henry and the rest of the season for this team, that game, the importance of that win is going to end up being, I'm sure, by far the most important win they have all season long. Now, let's get into the Henry injury a little bit. I don't want to go too far into detail on it because I'm sure we've all heard everything there is to hear about at this point, but just to recap in in case you've been living under a rock, Henry sustained a Jones fracture in the Sunday game, which is a stress fracture of the fifth metatarsal in one of his feet. It's an injury that requires surgery, a surgery that he had this morning. It's a six to 10 week recovery. And realistically, the Titans avoided the worst case scenario here. He could potentially be back for the very end of the season, Relatively likely, he can be back for the beginning of the playoffs this year. Ten weeks from today, or ten weeks from this past weekend, rather, is the final weekend of regular season games. So, if he gets back in eight, nine, ten weeks, he can be ready for that first weekend of the playoffs if the Titans have to play in the wild card game. Now, will he be the same person upon immediate return? In terms of long-term Status. Henry shouldn't be hindered by this injury. This is the kind of injury that a lot of players deal with, recover from, and once they're good and healed up over an offseason, perhaps they are going to be able to be back to normal. It's not the kind of injury that you have to worry about hindering the rest of his career. But if he is to return this season, will he be? able to produce the way that he's produced so far this this season for the team. That's something that I'm not sure we can know until we see it. And I'm I'm sure the team can't count on being the case because if he comes back, there's a number of risks, you know, depending on how long it takes for him to come back. There's always a risk of re-injuring it if you push that timeline. There's always a risk that he he deals with a recovery that lasts a tad longer than it should. There may be some setbacks. He may or may not be back in time to play meaningful snaps for this team. And when he is, will he be able to sustain a 25-30 touch per game workload? I don't think that's something that the team can expect or does expect for him to do. So the Titans did add Adrian Peterson this week. That's something that I think we'll talk more about uh, in terms of their plans at the running back position going forward. We'll discuss that more on the special Thursday episode this week. But that's a note that I can't leave out of this episode. The Titans signed future Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson, 36-year-old running back, to the team. We'll discuss that more on Thursday. But looking ahead, I want to look at the schedule for the remaining part of the Titans' season. They have nine games remaining. Now, they're currently in sole possession of first place in the AFC at 6-2. They're for sure making the playoffs. This is something I mentioned today on Twitter There have been a number of folks in the media landscape talking about if the Titans make the playoffs. There is no if for this Titans team because they won that game on Sunday and put a stranglehold on this division. They would and I'd have to check the math on this, but they would have to go something like two and seven in their remaining nine games. And the Colts would have to go something like eight and one in order for the Colts to take the division lead and, and win the AFC South. That's not happening, given their remaining schedule for the Titans. The Titans have one of the easiest, if not the easiest, remaining schedules in the entire league. The Titans are only playing three more opponents with a winning record. Those teams are the Rams this weekend in L.A. on Sunday Night Football, then the Saints the following weekend, the 14th of this month, at home, and then finishing out November with the Patriots, who currently have a winning record, on the road. Outside of those three teams, they played the Texans twice. They have another game against Jacksonville, which is at home. They play the Steelers on the road, which is probably outside of those three winning record teams, the toughest of the games remaining. That's in December. And then they have the Niners at home and the Dolphins at home. These are very winnable games for the Titans. And regardless of whether they have Henry in or not, these are games that you can expect the Titans to at minimum win four or five of which would put them into the playoffs very handily now i'm not ruling out the possibility that the titans are able to put together of these remaining nine games six or seven or eight wins listen the titans we've known this whether they have henry or not doesn't change the fact that the titans are a total wild card team in the sense that they can win or lose any given weekend with the personnel that they roll out there they're a tough team they're a well-coached team They're a pretty deep team in terms of of talent at other positions. It's not a one-man band at running back. It's easy to get sucked into the narrative that Derrick Henry is the entire team. But this season is far from over for this team. Does Derrick Henry being out for the rest of the regular season mean a lot to this team? Yes, of course it does. It's going to make things significantly more challenging. I actually think that if Henry hadn't gotten injured, they would be poised to pretty easily walk to the one seed in the AFC just because the other teams contending for that one seed are the Raiders, who I don't know how much how much faith you could have in, in them, the Bills, who they have the head-to-head tiebreaker over, and a couple of the teams from the AFC North who will likely beat up on one another. They all have pretty difficult remaining schedules. So is that one seed still in play? Yes. Is the playoffs still in play? Absolutely. They're going to be in the playoffs. Will they necessarily get that one seed now that Henry's out? I don't think so. But they will be in the playoffs, and losing Henry is not the end of the season for this Titans team. All right, moving right along into our post-game pressers segment, we've got a lot of clips to get to today. So we'll take things pretty quickly. First up, Kevin Byard. is... Post game, here he is talking about his two big impact plays in the fourth quarter and overtime of the Sunday victory over the Colts.
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I definitely take a lot of blame for putting my team in that position, even going to overtime. Um, sitting on the sideline the whole time, just thinking about how I had to redeem myself. Had to redeem myself. It's not funny, but I was actually on the sideline, like preparing my speech. Like, you know, if you know, if the game would have went the other way. Um, but I definitely take that on my shoulders, but uh, that's, that's the thing about this team. We're just resilient. We're going to keep swinging. We're going to keep swinging, and we're going to make a pl- big play at the end of the game, but we won the game. So Randy, could be a great kick, so I'm just happy that we won the game. What
0: Bayard's fourth quarter pass interference play was one of the poorest decisions we've seen him make all season long, but he did make up for it with that fourth quarter, essentially game-deciding interception of Carson Wentz that set them up for the game-winning field goal. Bayard has been making plays all season long. And with four picks, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery this season, he's been playing significantly better football than he was at any point last season. He's playing at an all-pro level so far. Now, the next couple of clips are all from head coach Mike Vrabel's Monday morning press conference, first of which is his opening statement on Derrick
1: Henry's status. Well, Derrick's status is... um Derek's going to have surgery in the morning and uh you know we're not going to put a timeline on uh when he may return i know that he'll do everything that he can uh to to work himself back to be able to help this football team um and whenever that is you know that's when it'll be and and i know that he'll be around uh our team as soon as he as soon as he can Uh, i know that's important to him i know that'll be important to our to our team and uh you know, we will have to uh, we'll have to move on. You know, we have to move on. Unfortunately, without him here in the in the short term, and, and not uh, you know, not look back. Like I
0: said earlier, Henry did have that surgery this morning on Tuesday, according to Diana Rusini. That surgery went well, and he is on the road to recovery. When asked about a timeline for that road to recovery and a potential return this season. This is what coach Rabel had to say.
1: I'm sure they'll try to give us one. I won't necessarily listen to it um, but I'm sure that they'll they'll tell Todd and they'll tell everybody else that'll want to listen and you know, what the timeline will be. What do you say?
0: now this quote by Rabel is one that I think got completely misconstrued, I guess just plain misunderstood by many in many in media circles. Coach Vrabel is not saying here that he's going to ignore Dr. Timelines in order to get players back on the field before they should be back. He's saying the opposite, right? He's saying he does not like putting out these official timelines on players' returns because it then puts the expectation on them to be back at a certain time. And it could be the case that that would be back before they're ready to be back or before they should be back, and it could result in them re-injuring a part of their body that they're trying to get healed up so what he's saying there is that he's not going to put a timeline on Henry to come back before Henry is ready and healthy enough to come back that expectation he doesn't see as fair the next clip from Vrabel is talking about how the offense may look different and be changing now that they're primary workhorse in the running game is out. Here's what Coach Vrabel had to say about potential changes to the offense of this team.
1: Well I, I don't I don't know how much, you know, we're gonna change. It's just by, you know adding some things and, and doing some different things with, with who we have in there. Um, not ready to commit to, to anything or a wholesale change. Um you know, So a lot of teams that you know that re- rely on on multiple backs you know, to run the football uh, within their their same scheme. The
0: signing of Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman to create the running back by committee stable that the Titans are clearly putting together for their running game going forward. It not it's not just solidifying their loyalty to the identity. Of this team, but it's telling us where their headspace is at from a coaching staff and front office perspective. That's something that we'll probably get into more tomorrow as well. But this team, this team clearly wants to stick to what they are, what their identity has become, what has given them success in the past. In terms of play action passing, which the Titans do so well and succeed with, many teams in the NFL succeed with play action, play action passing. It's not just the Titans. Other teams don't have Derrick Henrys. And they still succeed with play action. So they can still do well as long as the run game is serviceable. If they can have a running back by committee stable of backs that gives them a respectable, serviceable run game, the Titans will be able to continue to play action pass with Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones and AJ Brown as successfully as they have been so far this season. The next clip is about how missing Derrick Henry will be more than just missing a good player. Because Henry has become such a massive leader for this team and kind of the heart and soul of this team, Vrabel addresses what the leadership situation for the team going forward is going to look like.
1: I mean, I I don't think that anything um, you know, I don't think we have to have an official meeting. I think that, uh, you know, everybody understands that, you know, with him not on the field right now, there's going to be a void in leadership and You know, guys will step up and and we will find guys. I feel like we do have some strong leadership. You don't play the types of games that we play sometimes, unfortunately, without and win them and being able to win them without a good, strong nucleus of leaders and and, and guys that uh, believe in each other.
0: Henry was the alpha on this offense, and that person now, I think, pretty clearly is A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill. A.J., Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones have to step up to become that new to fill that alpha void on this offense in terms of leadership and workload. That's something that I'm sure we'll see AJ Brown do as long as he stays healthy. Ryan Tannehill, I'm sure, can step up to the plate and attempt to be that alpha. And Julio Jones, hopefully after having the past couple weeks off, is gonna get back to form and get his hamstring situation sorted out. Now, the final clip from the Vrabel press conference is a, a quick addressing of Ryan Tannehill's health from the head coach. Tannehill looked a little banged up in his post game press conference after the game on Sunday, and Vrabel was asked about that.
1: Uh, good, good. He's excited. You now we're six and two. All right, we guys got. Uh, you know, everybody's. Uh Sore, banged up, but, you know, guys are excited to, to be where we are and to continue, you know, to try to prepare.
0: The quarterback concerns in terms of health come from the fact that Ryan Tannehill came to the postgame press conference podium just a little bit beat up. He seemed really sore and stiff, especially the way that he was walking and holding his head. His It's a neck and shoulder injury that he seemingly sustained in the fourth quarter of the football game. It's something that he said he was feeling just a little bit sore, but otherwise going to be all right in the postgame press conference. As we just heard Coach Vrabel say, he seems to be doing all right and is just a little beat up, but he's got a week to get better. That's something that we still need to red flag and keep a close eye on this week as they go through practice and we get injury reports. All right, our final segment today for this Tuesday episode is the Quick Hits segment, as always. We've already gone along today, so this will be super brief. The Titans now have three of the top ten pressure creators in the NFL per PFF. Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry come in at ten and nine on the list, respectively, with 33 and 36 pressures apiece. And Harold Landry comes in at third overall with 42 pressures just behind Miles Garrett of the Browns and Max Crosby of the Raiders. Also, the last thing, if you are in the sports betting world, the Titans opened six or six-and-a-half-point dogs to the Rams this week before the Derrick Henry injury news. Then it went off the board, as many times is the case with these games when there's a big injury. It came back at seven or seven-and-a-half and has been, creeping up to seven and a half eight depending on what book you're looking at if you're looking to bet this game just know that the line will only really be liable to move in one direction as the week goes on it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the public come in heavier and heavier on the rams as we get closer to game day the line could realistically push nine nine and a half it wouldn't get to ten i really don't think barring some other significant injury news but depending on how the week goes that line probably will creep up further and further all right that's gonna do it for today but wait before you go make sure to check out my nfl tears article later this week over on broadwaysportsmedia.com it's gonna be a good one also if you haven't already heard I am on a new show on the Broadway Sports Media Podcast Network. I am now co-hosting Home Run Throwback, a podcast that comes out every Monday morning. I'm joining Jimmy Morris, the editor-in-chief of MusicCityMiracles.com and director of content here at BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Every Monday morning, we'll be bringing you instant analysis and discussion on the NFL weekend, focusing, of course, on the Titans' performance that week. Our latest episode is out right now, discussing the Henry injury in more depth and talking about the storylines from Sunday that got lost in the news cycle. It's a great discussion and a great listen. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So go right now, since you're done listening to this show, and search up Home Run Throwback wherever you get your favorite podcasts, that's Home Run Throwback, subscribe and give this week's episode a listen. And of course, make sure to come back on Thursday afternoon this week for the next episode of the Titans 10. We'll be discussing the news from the week, as well as looking ahead a little bit to the Week 9 matchup as the Titans travel to L.A. to take on the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Until then, have a great rest of your work week, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Listen, I know every show you've ever listened to has asked you to do that, and you don't. I get it. I'm guilty of it, too. But not every show you listen to is brand new and trying to get off the ground like we are. So please, it'll help so, so much if you go rate and review and subscribe to the show. Actually go do it. Thank you in advance. We love a good grassroots effort over here at the Titans 10. And I know you've got a bunch of friends and family who follow the Titans. I know you do. So please, send them this show. And don't just tell them about it. Share the show with them over text. Send it to them. Tell them how much they need it in their lives because, of course, they definitely do. All press conference audio in this episode is from TennesseeTitans.com, so thank you to them for providing that for us. Follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at The Titans 10BSM. That's at The Titans 10BSM on Twitter to keep up with all of my football coverage and get show updates. Make sure to check out me and my talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got a great team of writers as well as a great podcast network with new content five days a week for you to consume. All right, that's going to do it for today. I am your host, Easton Freeze, and this has been the Titans 10.